I think that the term live your best life can get a bit of a bad rap and I completely get it because it is definitely reminiscent of those live, laugh, love types of plaques that people may or may not still have in their homes today. It can come across a bit cheesy, but I also think that live your best life is a sentiment that we can all embody. And today I'm really excited to chat with you about seven elements to consider when it comes to kickstarting your best life ever. to chat with you about these seven different elements or components, if you will, that I believe can really go towards feeling like you're living your best life ever. I also think, of course, it's worth perhaps stating the obvious. I mean, hopefully I shouldn't have to state the obvious, but I will anyway. I think it's important that we all recognize if someone is struggling with a mental health issue or physical health issue or any sort of stress in life, it's not as simple as just clicking your fingers and following seven different suggestions and all of a sudden you're going to feel incredible. I just want to mention that because I know myself when I've been in a really low state or people I love have been in low states, you can hear this sort of thing and think, well, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if those seven simple things made a huge difference? But if you're going through a really challenging time, these seven elements might not completely transform the way you're thinking and feeling, but perhaps these seven elements are still useful in terms of spiraling upwards. And I've spoken about spiraling upwards. I've even interviewed the man that wrote the book, Spiral Upwards, Alex Korb. He's a professor in terms of depression and, you know, rather than spiraling downwards, it's about clawing your way back up. But essentially, I wanted to share these seven components with you because I do really believe that if we can introduce these components, if we can critically assess where we're at in our life with these components, they can go towards making us feel as though we're living our best life and being our best version of ourselves. Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members. In that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, so number one is to clearly define what your personal stress management kit is. Is I've spoken about my mental health toolkit, and honestly, there is some obvious crossover there in terms of stress management as well for me personally. But I want to invite you to think about what are the things you can do to actually de stress when you are feeling life's pressures, 
We all go through, you know, different levels of stress. And I think it's very tempting to, you know, think about your own stress in comparison to someone else's. But the fact remains, at the end of each day, we do collect these little moments of life's stresses that cause us to either feel tight in the chest or reduce our resilience. They can make us snappy, all sorts of things. We can lie awake worrying. So what are the things that you would include in your stress management kit for those moments, for those days, those weeks that are really, really hard for whatever reason? Maybe it's making sure you're getting a good night's sleep. Maybe part of your stress management kit is actually planning a night out with your girlfriends. Maybe it's watching a really cheesy rom-com with a big glass of wine. Maybe it's journaling. You can have as many things in your stress management kit as possible. And then at least you can go to those, you know, behaviors um, and plans or techniques when you're feeling stressed. Maybe it's breath work. Uh, maybe it's a phone call with a loved one. Maybe it's running, hitting a you know punching bag, exercising, all of that stuff. Angry music, calming music, a bath. There are so many things that it could be, but just get clear on what your things are because part of living your best life is actually acknowledging that you are going to feel stressed at times. So what do you do when that happens? Because you can't eradicate all of life's challenges. It's not possible, but we can focus on how we recover from those challenges. Number two, love what you love unashamedly. I say unashamedly because I think that often there's pressure on women to have hobbies and to know what is fun for them, but there's also this kind of shame around things that women might like. And sometimes we are made to feel like the things we like are silly or you know, frivolous, but not in the fun way, just a bit useless. And I know myself, I've had conversations with girlfriends about this exact thing where they feel as though they have absolutely no hobbies, but there are certain things that they like, but they're almost a little bit embarrassed that they like them. You know, it falls under the umbrella of, oh, it's a guilty pleasure. Whereas I think this year it's all about loving what you love without shame. Just own it. Actually think to yourself, what are the things I truly like and truly enjoy? And I'm sure so many people listening will be like, I don't have any shame around the things that I like. But I also think there will be people who are like, yeah, I feel like I'm a bit silly that I listen to a Sex in the City rewatch podcast. That's me. Not that I feel like it's silly. I love those podcasts. But for some people, you know, they feel like they have this pressure on them that they should be using their time more productively or in a more intelligent way. And maybe that's not the case. Maybe the thing that you love is biology or science or something like that. But whatever it is, just give yourself permission to fully immerse yourself and own it. Maybe you are really drawn to wearing sequins, but you just don't allow yourself to wear sequins because you work in a corporate environment or you're a stay-at-home mom at the moment or whatever it is. It's just not practical. Life is short, so love what you love and love it fully. If you love leopard print, go all in. If you love the color purple, go all in. If you love bright spaces, create that for yourself, whatever it is. 
I listen to the uh, Sentimental Garbage podcast that's hosted by Caroline O'Donoghue, and she's just phenomenal. And I love that with Sentimental Garbage, Caroline brings guests in and they have conversations about nostalgic movies or books or moments, I guess, in pop culture history and really nerd out on it. And I love it. I love hearing women especially talk about things that were really, I guess, pivotal to their upbringing um, or transformative in whatever way it might be, but to just really go deep on the details, even though it might not be something that's considered overly important. So give yourself permission to love what you love and think about it. Like, what is it that you truly, truly love and how can you nerd out on it even more? Like for me, I don't think it's a secret, but I love Sex in the City. And of course, I'm in good company. I know so many of you listening will. I love it for all of its problematic reasons as well. Um, you know, it's part of the parcel. But I like nerding out on that. I like listening to rewatch episodes. I like hearing other people theorize on the characters that are presented and how they may or may not be like the four archetypes of what exists within each and every one of us. And of course, that might not be like the best use of my time, but it's also something I genuinely enjoy. And I would totally go on one of those cheesy tours in the States where they take you around and show you where things were uh, filmed, like a Sex and the City type tour, because I love what I love. Next up, number three, rethink social media. This year, be very, very discerning with who you follow on social media. And I know you've heard that advice before, but I wanted to remind you that who you let into your home via the device that you're holding in your hands is something that you should consider carefully. And I say this because when we are absorbing someone's content, it can either inspire us or it could make us feel that comparison spiral that I know so many people will relate to. You might feel less than, you might feel envious, you might feel upset. Social media is something that we have to consider very, very carefully. Yes, what it is that we're consuming, who we're allowing into our house, who we're allowing into our thoughts, and also how we are using social media ourselves. You know, are you using social media to be triggered, like actively seeking being triggered. Maybe you're seeking out, you know, celebrity gossip pages and it's feeding this uh, insatiable need to know about a stranger's life. Or maybe you're going to um, like Reddit and reading all of these subreddit threads that are actually causing you to feel a lot more stressed about the world that we live in or just making you really question your faith in humanity. Have a think about how you're using social media as well. And if you are someone who is actively posting on social media, be curious as to why you're posting what you post and have a little think about what ethical consumption is for you. If you are following people that every time they pop up into your feed, you cringe and you go, oh, you know, oh, I don't want that person in my feed. Just lovingly, not even lovingly, just press unfollow and move on. I also think rethinking the way that we use social media so habitually is a good idea as well. 
You know, maybe you have to move your app around so that your thumb doesn't find it as quickly and you can actually give yourself a bit of a moment to go, huh, do I actually want to go on social media or am I just doing it out of habit? Number four, think about creativity in a much broader way. So often when we hear the word creativity, we think about the typical artist with her messy hair and her overalls and painting or perhaps sat at a pottery wheel. But we are all creative beings and we have to think about creation in a much broader way. You are creative perhaps when you're getting dressed of a morning. You are creative with the stories you tell your children. Sometimes you've got to be very creative with perhaps the food that you are creating, the way that you're presenting a pitch at work. Creativity is not just about being artistic. You are creating every moment, every day. You're creating your life. You're creating your identity. You are creating future habits. So think about it in a much broader sense. I also want to encourage you to think about the times that you have your most creative thoughts. Is it during the times when you're rushing around like a headless chook? That's typically very unlikely. Most often we will feel our most creative selves when we are allowing ourselves to have some white space and to tap into those thoughts that drop in. So think about it in a broader way. What are the ways that you're creative now? And are you allowing space to have creative thoughts drop in? I know for me, I get my creative ideas when I'm exercising or when I am just not actually being stimulated in terms of not listening to a podcast, not listening to music and just going on a walk, sometimes long drives if I'm just sitting there in silence as well. But it's very tempting to fill in all of those silent gaps in our lives because we can. We can turn a podcast on, an audio book on, call a friend on speaker, pop your AirPods in. But actually allowing space for creative ideas to drop in is so incredibly vital to us feeling as though we're expressing our true selves. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Number 5. This year reframe what self-care means to you. I know that when we think of self-care, often it's the face mask with the bubble bath, with the glass of wine, with the Uber Eats meal or, you know, those sorts of things. But self-care this year, try and reframe it and also include the things that you don't want to do. I'm speaking directly to myself and for myself here, but try and reframe it as, you know what, self-care is actually doing those things for myself that I have a lot of resistance around and I put off but I know ultimately are going to go towards my overall care and nurture of myself. So what are those things for you that you need to reframe as being part of your self-care rhythm rather than being things that you put off and avoid? 
as you can probably tell for me, they are life admin things that I need to just be more aware of and actually look directly at and stop avoiding. Maybe for you, reframing self-care is about beginning that exercise regime. Maybe self-care is about a more spiritual practice of giving yourself closure or letting someone go who has really, really hurt you. But don't just think about self-care as the typical, you know, epitome of someone just relaxing in a big bubble bath because that's not always what self-care is. Next up, number six, I want you to think about taking versus adding here. So again, it's similar to the whole less or more. But in life, as you move through certain situations and you can do this moment by moment and ask yourself, is this taking away from me feeling like I'm being my best self or is it adding to me feeling like I'm being my best self? Is reading this book about a topic I'm interested in taking away or adding to? Is replying to someone that I don't even really want to talk to taking away or adding is having this same argument over and over and over again taking or adding you get the idea right but just start to build that thought process into your day as you move through it like it's just been a really really big one for me and I do think that trying to process things in terms of taking adding can also help you keep your word and stay honest to what it is you want for yourself. Because in life, as I always say, there are so many things making bids for our attention. And it's like, no, no, sometimes we have to keep ourselves on the straight and narrow and go, hang on, is this taking? Is it adding? What is this doing for me? And last but not least, the importance of naming how you are feeling. There is a diagram you can print off. It's called a feeling or emotions wheel. I think every household should have one on their fridge, particularly if you have children. But giving yourself the language to name how you feel is so empowering. And I'll go a step further and say that for a lot of women, we might know how to name what we're feeling, but we don't actually allow the space in our day or our thought pattern to ask ourselves how we're feeling. You might remember there was like a good year there in my life where I had the question, how are you feeling? What do you need as my screensaver? Because I was so committed to trying to develop that thought pattern of going, hang on, how do I feel in this moment? What do I need in this moment? Rather than distracting myself from my own internal weather system, it was like getting very honest with myself. And sometimes it would be simple things like, oh, I just need a drink of water or I need to take some deep breaths because I've been holding my breath all day. So ask yourself, how do you feel? What do you need? And can you name how you're feeling? And don't be afraid to really interrogate the name that you give to your feelings. So you might go, well, I'm feeling exhausted. Go below the surface. What is actually below that exhaustion? Is it the mental fatigue? Is it resentment? Um, You know, what's actually below it? You might identify that you're feeling sad, but go below it some more. Is that sadness grief? Is it longing? Is it feeling rejection? Allow yourself to name it because if we name it, we can tame it, we can process it, we can let it go and we can move on. But if we 
refuse to acknowledge how we're feeling or we continue to ignore how we're feeling, it does tend to just bubble up and come out often in a snappy kind of uh, short natured way. And none of us want to live like that. So it can be uncomfortable in the moment to name it, but it really can provide such a release. And the flip side is naming it when you're feeling great can actually provide such a sense of gratitude. It's certainly not all doom and gloom. And again, just developing this habit of going, hang on, how do I feel? Because sometimes we're just so busy and so disconnected and distracted. We're so distracted. But if you can pause and go, well, how do I feel? Actually, I feel pretty good. I feel strong. I feel healthy. I feel happy. I feel energized. I feel incredibly loved. I feel grateful, whatever it is. But just identifying it is such a brilliant habit to get into and one that I think we should encourage our children to practice as well. So those are seven components that I think can contribute towards feeling as though you're living your best life. Define your stress management kit, love what you love unashamedly, rethink social media, think about creativity in a broader way, reframe self-care for yourself this year, think about the concept of taking and adding, and name how you're feeling. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please do let me know, jump on over to Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Before you run off, I just wanted to mention that over on Sunroom, you're going to find exclusive content that will be seen nowhere but Sunroom. And the reason for this is Sunroom is a safe platform. Things can't be screenshotted. They can't be shared or taken out of context, really. Sunroom is the inner circle and I am over there sharing workouts, reflections, honest, truly raw thoughts and feelings, instant reactions to certain things that are going on in my life and so much more. Over there, you can also organize your own custom experience. If you've ever wanted to book a mentoring session with yours truly to perhaps take your idea for your own podcast and start creating, maybe you have a podcast already, but you really want to learn some of the tricks of the trade when it comes to monetizing, streamlining, pitching to guests, or just creating a stronger podcast in general. I'm the first person to say I am not a business strategist, but I certainly am someone who loves the podcasting space. And with over 400 episodes under my belt, I will happily help you to learn from the mistakes I've made in the past and to cut out some of those tricky lessons and to just benefit from that experience. I love talking about podcasting and personal branding. So if you want to book a session with me, you can do that through Sunroom as well. You can also receive personalized voice notes and advice and so much more over there. Link is in the show notes. So come on over, join the inner circle and the circle is small. So the messages are getting answered quickly and I am available to you over through the Sunroom app. Link is in the bio. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. 
In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 